Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 13th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the checks and balances all in the supreme law of our land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is the blueprint for liberty. The checks and balances are brilliant. We reject revolution unless it's a peaceful Jesus revolution. Actually, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. With me, Dr. Scott Bradley. He's founder and chairman of the Constitution Commemoration Foundation. He's also the author of an incredible collegiate book and DVD slash CD series lecture or lecture series called To Preserve the Nation in the Traditions of the Founding Fathers, ladies and gentlemen. FreedomsRisingSun.com to learn more about his collegiate work, to get weekly webinars on the Constitution uh, and a whole lot more. Dr. Scott Bradley, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you very much. Again, always, you know, we kind of begin the work week with you, and we end the work week with you. Of course, you do Saturday broadcast, too, so you're, you know, work, work, work never ends. But um, at least, you know, people can begin and end with a, a voice of, I don't know, uh, review. I don't know if it's a voice of comfort often because there are so many disconcerting things in the world today, but at least we can kind of put them in a context that might be a little different than the, what the lame brain uh, traditional media is doing. You're right about that now. When you say work, 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 you're right. It feels like that to some degree. However, the Lord did say, by the sweat of thy brow shalt thou work six days. And uh, so I try to do my very best to make that happen. And on the seventh, uh, you know, you uh, rest from your labors and Sometimes a change is as good as a rest if you turn it to a, a dial up the spiritual side a little bit. But uh, hopefully that, you know, we don't we don't go through our whole day or maybe even an hour without some reflection of some of the uh, spiritual side of what's really important. I believe we need to dial up the spiritual reflections and spiritual reference and remembrance seven days a week. I yeah. just believe on the Sabbath day we ought to turn our attention to other matters. Uh, and so take a rest from the day-to-day routine and, and make the, you know, the, it's a covenant day, the Sabbath day. It's a day of, of remembrance, a day of celebration, a day of gratitude. It's a, it's a covenant day, if you will. It's a, you know, so let the Sabbath be a delight kind of an idea. And so I, I do, I take a rest on Sunday. I don't work for my normal deal at all. Six days a week I work, but I don't work, you know, like the nine to five that other people do or anything like that. I'm pretty much on call 24-7. Uh, minus the uh, Sabbath day stuff, unless the ox is in the mire, I don't work. So it's 24-6 full on. Uh, and then it's, uh, you know, on the Sabbath, if, if if something's in the mire, I take action. But other than that, I, I let it go and turn my attention towards what I would call the, the weightier matters. Um, but the rest of the time, you know, I don't work every second either. I just mix work and play and this and that and all the time. And so, you know what, if somebody comes to my door, I can stop work and just sit down and spend a little bit of time with them. If somebody... Uh, you know, needs attention or needs service or needs help or 
I'm on the Lord's errand. I'm ready to go. I, I go get that done. And so I, I, I have a, a healthy balance between all that stuff. To me, I just wake up and say, all right, God, family, country, what do you need from me today? And then I just kind of go to work and do my very best to fulfill that in a meaningful way. And it's little. It's, it's not much. It's just me. Little old me. Can't really get much done. But I feel like if me and thee and everybody else, we all together can do a great, great work by small things, the Lord accomplish, accomplisheth much, uh, if you will. So there you have that. Uh, President Melvin Russell Ballard. Of the twelve of the quorum of the twelve apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints passed away yesterday, Sunday, at ninety-five years old. So uh, R.I.P. Rest in peace, sir. And a blessing goes out, and a prayer goes out to your family. Uh, and uh, you know, it's a sad day, but at the same time, it's a celebratory day because we realize that's part of God's plan, Doctor. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, it is part of the plan. And and uh, I had an uncle that wasn't quite as old as him that died over the weekend. And uh, so, you know, we've been talking to his widow about funeral arrangements and so on and so forth. And, and uh, you know, I didn't exactly say it this way to her because, you know, th- feelings are pretty tender at this point. Uh, you know, you got this, you know, big gap in her life. And she talked about the, you know, the hospital bed that's in their bedroom and their bed you know their empty bed both beds are empty you know and how that you know there's there's some tugs at hearts and so on but 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 really and truly um i uh, I, I know i sometimes i say this but i didn't to her good for him good for him when it's time it's a celebratory thing i mean it's a it's a re-ushering in uh, to the presence of of our eternal spirits and God and everything else like that, and I, I think it's rather exciting in so many ways. She did tell me uh, that he hadn't opened his eyes for weeks. I mean, it'd been just he'd just been kind of laying there in a stupor, I guess you could say, kind of there trying to keep him comfortable in hospice and everything. Just moments before he died, he opened his eyes just as wide as can be. All right, uh, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully we can get Dr. Scott Bradley back. Am I live, Liz? All right, uh, we keep uh, having Dr. Bradley kind of, I don't know, fade out, and then he comes back. So hopefully uh, we're okay. You with us, Dr. Bradley? All right, we'll get Dr. Bradley back. I don't know, he's fading in and out. At first I thought it was my connection, but uh, there you have that. Um, There's so much going on in the news. And it is true that, you know what, when you've lived a good, honest, long life, 95 years old, uh, you know what, I'm sure it's, it's, it's about time to, to take a rest from your worldly labors and return to your maker. And I think that's a wonderful part of God's plan. And so President Melvin Russell Ballard, uh, he's of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he passed away yesterday. You know what, I think it's a tribute to a, a, a life well-lived to a, um, you know, it's an honor. And it's sad for the family that, that, you know, is left behind. But I like to think about it as he's not dead. He's just gone on ahead. That's really kind of the way I look at death in this world. And no doubt, uh, you know, the younger somebody passes away or the more dependent people they have in their lives, it makes things tougher. There's no doubt about it. But I don't believe that this is it. And I really want to spend my time on that. I believe that there's more after this, that we do see each other after this life. 
uh, that there is sociality on the other side of the grave. Uh, the, the, the great children of God Almighty still uh, have association with one another. And so I look at it as he's just gone on ahead. Uh, Dr. Bradley, you back with me? All right, Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. Sorry about that. I'm not sure the uh, Internet seems to love us at the most important times. But I was mentioning how grateful I am that death is part of life and how it's, you know, a, a long life well lived should be honored, uh, appreciated, celebrated. And I don't like to think of people as dead. I like to think of them more like they've gone on ahead, doctor. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's got to be some, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of trailblazers, obviously, throughout all eternity, and at least through this mortal existence and everything like that. But there there were those that uh, that came here before. I mean, I think about, you know, there's people we are aware of and some of the things they did, you know, those that set the path and marked the way, the trailblazers, if you will. But, you know, think about the American founding fathers. Think about their... Uh, their contribution to the things we enjoy today. And, and while we've squandered so much of it, uh, they were, they were a labor of love. Then I, I, uh, I, you know, all my life, uh, well, at least my adult life, I have been working on trying to restore the principles this nation was founded on. And uh, it, in that process, I've spent an awful lot of time studying the, uh, the words, the deeds of the American founding fathers, and and I'm just utterly amazed at how often they spoke of their posterity in their works. They they were focused on that. You know they, you know, look in the in the uh, preamble of the Constitution. They did this for themselves and their posterity, but it, but it goes way beyond that. But but they were seeking to do stuff for those people that were coming along the path. They did a grand job. We that come along the path should be thinking of those that later will come along the path. And we're not doing a very good job of preserving the blessings of liberty, by and large, as a nation. And uh, we've we've just kind of set it aside. We put it on – it's not even on autopilot. I think it's on auto crash right now. But, uh, yeah, the people that went before Trailblazed, I think they've, they deserve our thanks. And perhaps in a spiritual sense, those that go on, we're uh, kind of marking the path for us to go on too. I think God's plan is very well marked, but maybe we all discover it at different rates, you know. Well, and that's the reason that we spend time on it on the radio is, you know, this, <clears throat> my radio program, Liberty Roundtable Live, and the reason that I've been on the radio more than a quarter of a century, you know, I know we talk a lot about politics and how to preserve the nation, and I support that 100%, but it is God family country. That is or those are the hallmarks, speaking of hallmarks, of this program. God, family, country, life, liberty, property. Those six words define who we are and what we do. And so the testimony of God, I want when somebody uh, dies, especially uh, a religious leader that's that's well-known around the world, etc., uh, I want to highlight the long life well-lived, the attitude that they've just gone on ahead, that this isn't the end. That I want to use this platform as kind of go ahead and skip the break. Well, let's do the break. Let's do the break. I want to go ahead and use that as a platform to kind of bear witness of Christ, to stand tall for his teachings, to help people know that there is hope, there is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds. Looking for
Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, as I was saying before the break, so I look at this as an opportunity to testify of Christ, an opportunity to bear my witness that there is life after earth life, uh, that there is a God in heaven who does love us, who is aware of us. Our brother Jesus Christ did sacrifice his life for us. Uh, and you know what? Jesus Christ uh, has paved the way. He's the ultimate gone on ahead, if you will. He made it possible for us all to live again. So when you talk about God, family, and country, when you talk about life, liberty, and property, God and life are the two <clears throat> most important kind of words for this broadcast. And so uh, when President Melvin Russell Ballard, uh, one of the apostles of the true Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, dies, it's, it, it's a celebratory passing, even though it's sad for those of us who are left behind. But look at it as he has gone on ahead. And I really want to kind of make that point stick in people's minds. And so... Um, you know, this broadcast is, is really uh, spreading the good news that Christ lives, that his atonement, that his sacrifice, that his resurrection, it's all real, doctor. And because of that, even though it looks bleak everywhere around us, it isn't bleak. It's a bright day uh, because in the end, he can heal all. Uh, he will absolutely bless those who keep his commandments. He will. Uh, we can live with him again. And I really believe that's, that's really the quintessential purpose of this broadcast. Downstream from religious liberty kind of follows everything else. And so I really always take the opportunity, whether it's any religious leader, if, the, if somebody in the Catholic Church that was a big person that was reported on or somebody in the Baptist faith or anybody, I'd want to report it as well. Um, anybody that's, that, you know, I really get the opportunity to kind of draw these parallels and, and provide this education for I want to do that. And so I don't know. I don't want it to be a missed opportunity ever is the point, Doctor. Oh, yeah. In fact, I'll bet you, and I don't remember 
you know, any interaction that I had with you on this, but I'll bet you talked about Mother Teresa dying. I mean, you know, there's there's people that kind of had a footprint on the earth, you know, and they were, uh, you know, it's funny. We, we spend way too much, in my opinion, in the regular, I don't know, kind of mainstream life, uh, spending yeah, time cycling and everything else. Yeah, we talk too much about some of the rich and famous and not nearly enough about those that dedicated their lives to service and spiritual, you know, outreach, you know. So I, uh, yeah, probably time well spent. Uh, should have been also, said, done, done. I also really want to focus on that even after people die, they can still have an influence on this earth to advocate for liberty, even from uh, that state beyond this life, Doctor. That's something that we can't ignore either. I agree. I agree. I think that uh, there's continuity uh, that we don't really normally give ponder to. And I think we'll be shocked when we get to the other side, if you will, um, and say, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, there was uh, there was love. There was caring. There was outreach. There was a spiritual connection that maybe we weren't as sensitive to as we should have been. I, I wish we all were more, but we're, we're not you know, with our workaday lives. Too much noise in the background. Too much noise. Yeah, as Alabama, the country music group said, there are angels among us, Doctor. Well, I think so. In fact, uh, this is this is kind of a quirky little thing for me. I always think that the uh, the little ones that come into our lives are, are literally angelic uh, gifts um, that, that have you know, basically, they've been gifted to us, and and they bring, uh, in so many ways, far more than we offer to them. I think when the the beautiful white, you know, the clear, pure, uh, everything about them that is is brought here, and and yeah, they're they're pretty self centered when they're little, or hungry, or they're cold, or they're you know, <laughs> got to be changed or whatever. But still. They are real gifts. I remember when uh, years, some years ago, my family was little, and uh, my wife has always been one that is, has wanted to reach out to those that, that weren't quite as fortunate. And there was a neighbor lady that uh, lived by us, and she was just, just debilitated with rheumatoid arthritis. Every joint, she said, she always said she needed, if every joint could be replaced, she would do it. And so she was bedridden and everything, and every week my wife took our little ones over to her house and uh, and not just cleaned house, but sat with her, visited with her, and, and she always said that she felt like the angels had arrived at her home, and uh, she loved to interact with the sweet little angels. I mean, they were little. They, they probably weren't a lot of help in cleaning up messes and getting clothes washed and everything, but they were... They brought something to her home that she always commented on, and I think we need to probably do that more often with uh, the gifts we get from God and make a recognition of the blessing that they are in our lives. And I've been watching some movies over the weekend, too, and I won't go into which ones, but, you know, in the movies, you know, you have a choice between your career or the growth of your, you know, stardom, so to speak, or whatever else, and, uh, you know, you can either pick that or you can pick the people in your lives or in your life, you know, and I've always chosen to pick the people. <laughs> no wonder I'm not very popular, right? But uh, all I'm telling you is I've always chosen to pick the people, though. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about loved ones and, you know, the connections that you make early in life, the people that have supported you. And it's not time to abandon those things. It's not time to, to, to walk on people to step to the next height and things like this. 
people matter uh, more than, you know, uh, things matter. And, and so it, a little bit of this is hopefully a life evaluation, a reset, a cleansing of the inner vessel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's a time to do that. Whenever somebody significant passes away, it's a time to kind of analyze your life and say, hey, do I have my compass pointed true north, if you will? And if not, it's time to make a couple of course corrections. I think we all need to do that from time to time. You know, uh, I, I know you've spent some time watching that uh, series, The Chosen, and I don't know One if of you the remember. Best series ever created, in my opinion. <clears throat> well, in in early in that series, you know, it has uh, Jacob with his sons digging a well, and some, That's right, you know, yep. one of the local guys comes. But by let me just pause so people understand who haven't seen it, just for clarity, and then you can continue. What happens in The Chosen is it's about the life of Christ and about those who were around him during his life. But in the movie, it flashes back to uh, previous times uh, to give context to the story being told or to the, to the references being made. And so when you say Jacob's well, you're thinking, wait a minute, that's the wrong time in history. No, because it highlights former things in history that related directly to the story being told uh, in the current uh, episode, etc. And so it's, it's relevant in that it gives you complete biblical context. Uh, go ahead, doctor. I just want people to know who haven't seen it. Well, you know, even in Christ's life, you know, the the uh, Samaritan woman at the well, that was Jacob's well. But but at any rate, so the sons and Jacob are, are digging this well in the dirt, and it's a pretty hot, dry scene. And a local guy comes along and says, what the heck are you doing? And we're putting in a well. There's no water here, he says. Don't worry about it. Who told you to put a well there? He says, well, our, you know, our God, you know. And they talk to him a little bit, and, and, and this guy says, your God? You never see him. He's not around or anything. He sounds like a pretty hard God. to. Why did you choose him? And I know I'm just paraphrasing it a little bit. Why did you choose him? And, and, and Jacob says, he chose us. <laughs> and it's time for us to start feeling like, uh, you know, we have a place in God's kingdom. And uh, he has a hand in our lives that oftentimes I think we overlook in the hectic nature of everything that seems to swirl about us in the world events and everything else, wars and rumors of wars. If you don't listen to the news breaks, you're missing something in terms of how those kinds of things are, you know, kind of being fulfilled right before our eyes. I also find it comical whenever I call people or I talk to affiliates or people that are going to take this show or I talk to radio networks or uh, advertisers or anybody along the chain of that. They always say, well, you guys a Christian broadcast or a secular broadcast? And I always say yes. <laughs> well, and and I think that's the the way it is nowadays. Uh, you know, you've got to you've got to see how they're interwoven. They're inextricably interconnected. If we're willing to admit it and recognize it, and and if we recognize that uh, religiosity side, that's what the founders did with everything. I mean, you know, the the Liberty Bell has Leviticus twenty five on it. I mean. The, the going back to your talk about the Sabbath and so on, you know that was that was really a part. It's it's written into the Constitution, you know the year of our Lord. But they give the president off, the the you know for responding to signing bills or not on the Sabbath. Go read it in, in Article Seven. Excuse me, yeah, Article Article One, Section Seven. Okay, so anyway, there's there's little hints in there that. That was never far from their their memory banks, so we got to do a little more of that. I yeah, think, and when you say hints, you're right; they're not in your face, belligerent, but they're so core 
to the functioning of the proper role of limited government that they cannot be ignored uh, either. And that's something that I always try to highlight on this program as well. Uh, you know, leave it to me. Uh, you get a, a, a leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints passes away at 95 years old and Sam turns it into a segment about us. Um, because I think it really is about us. This life's experience and those who have lived parallel lives on earth with us, we need to always use these things to turn our hearts, our minds, our souls to God. And in that comes salvation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. Quick pause. Come back. I want to talk about RFKJR. He's got a lot going on. The mainstream press ain't talking about it, but we sure will on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Republican presidential and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie was in Israel yesterday. Christie says protesters waving Palestinian flags are getting horrible information. He also visited wounded soldiers and met with family members of hostages held by the Palestinian terrorist group Hamas. He said Hamas supporters are being driven by, quote, people with a much different agenda than the truth, end quote. Iceland is evacuating the city of Reykjavik in southwest Iceland. The area is being threatened by a very possible volcanic eruption. The town in danger lies near an active volcano system and was evacuated over the weekend after magma shifting beneath the ground started hundreds of earthquakes. Icelandic officials say magma was at a very shallow depth, so they were expecting an eruption within a couple of days. The movement beneath the surface has already caused damage to roads and buildings. The Pentagon is reporting five American service members were killed in a crash late Friday after their helicopter had a mishap during a training exercise and went into the eastern Mediterranean Sea. U.S. European Command said in an initial statement on Saturday that the cause of the crash was under investigation, but, quote, there was no indication of hostile activity, end quote. The craft that crashed was an MH-60 helicopter and was doing a refueling exercise when it fell from the sky. In theaters across America, Disney's The Marvels is number one for the weekend box office scores. The Marvel movie that brings back Captain Marvel took in an estimated $47 million in its opening weekend to finish well ahead of the other flicks in the theaters. Last week's champ, Five Nights at Freddy's, drops to second this week with $9 million. Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, slips to the third spot, and Priscilla is number four. USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the weekend, Tim Scott drops out of 2024 presidential race. Tim Scott's out. Senator can't make it. Not enough polling numbers, not enough money, just out. However, on the other side of the coin, RFKJR, woo, polling at historic levels, even admits, I guess forced to admit, CNN even admits this. The mainstream press gave uh, Tim Scott a lot of coverage, put him on the debate stage and talked about him relentlessly in the media and everything else. Um, RFK not getting talked about by the mainstream press, but nevertheless, the people, because the gatekeepers are in the new media taking center stage, the gatekeepers are left, um, you know, kind of behind uh, wow uh rfk jr resonating with the people to say the least doctor it's it's really interesting the uh, the political dynamic is so embedded in the establishment that the uh, you know if you're not part of the uniparty kind of thing the the dems or the repubs that uh that fit the narrative that is that is within the mainstream um, I don't know. It's it's their agenda. It's what's that was. You know, remember tragedy and hope. Carol Quigley and he talked about in there, and it's it's a long story. We don't need to go into it again. But it was a review of the uh, globalist agenda to try and take over. You know, and overthrow ultimately and finally the United States Constitution, replace it with a world government. And and Quigley, uh, who wrote about it, who was uh, Clinton, Bill Clinton's mentor in college. Um, he said, you know, he the only the only thing he disagreed with these guys on was the fact that they wanted to do it covertly, you know, basically. But so he's fully on board with overthrowing the you know the constitution and making global government and all that kind of stuff. But but he he talked about the fact that you make the two parties so that really they're so same 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 with slight nuanced differences, you know, going off the cliff at 80 miles an hour versus 90 miles an hour, whatever. Uh, that you can throw the bums out and keep the bums in, and that's where the deep state has become more and more and more entrenched. So this Bobby Kennedy Jr. thing is is a kind of a kink. I, I mean, it's like holy cow, we can't give this guy any. We can't. We got to keep his head underwater all the time, you know. And and so I mean, it's Tim Scott. You know, you mentioned he's dropped out. Now I know who Tim Scott is, okay, but. This morning when I read he had dropped out, I mean, my first thought was, who? I mean, although, yes, I know, but there was never a snowball's chance that he was going to be the nominee and everything like that. But So it was not surprising that the recognition was there that, you know what, we're throwing good money after bad, and let's just not put more energy into this. Let's go on with our lives. But but uh, the Bobby Kennedy thing has gained traction, and, and it's got some legs, and and he has got a, um, a populist movement going that is using the, the new social media kind of uh, 
venues much more effectively than than some of the traditional you know you listen to newscasts and and you get the same talking head regard well at least the same message even though it's a different talking head whether you look at NBC CBS ABC CNN I mean these are all the same messages like the COVID thing every single one is on the same script but uh, there's a lot of people that are looking for other sources for information you're another source of information Sam I mean honestly as as it should get a greater exposure uh, people can tune in and find other things. Well, Kennedy is, I think, using it very effectively. And on um, Veterans Day, he put out a, a, I mean, it was an impactful message about the military-industrial complex putting our people in harm's way. We heard about here on, as we went into Veterans Day, five people get killed in the, the Mediterranean. We've got an armada put together there. I mean, it's like the Spanish armada going against the English. I mean, this is a... I mean, it's this is a, a a replay of stuff that happens traditionally, you know, as as we go from one war to the next. But uh, we we lose people. I mean, this is a serious thing we've got. And they say, oh, it was a training exercise. They were special ops people. This was probably an insertion practice that they were looking at a long range kind of. Um, uh, you know, we got to get these people into the into some place. Uh, don't look at me like I know where that is, but I can suspect some of the things. But so they were doing an air refueling kind of thing, and things went awry. People died. I mean, they're 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 playing, quote-unquote, war, and uh, and sometimes they have very serious consequences. And uh, and so Kennedy's saying, hey, we're going to we're going to try and bring everybody home. Maybe you've got that little piece, Sam. I don't know. Uh, did you? Uh, I don't have an audio clip of it, but but when he says bring people home, I I commend him. I mean, I think he's right as rain about this. And this is something that very few people are speaking out of. Vake Ramaswamy is the closest. Uh, But RFK JR brings uh, some experience, brings some, uh, I mean, the guy's brilliant as could be, uh, and brings some real issues to the table that no one else is talking about. But, of course, since he's an independent, since the Democrats committed election fraud, uh, it's tough for him to, to get the word out, right? Well, you see, here's here's the deal. The, the the DNC is not going to let someone that that breaks the narrative onto the stage. They're just not, and so they've deep sixed him, and uh, they've Which done means everything. They've committed they election fraud, exactly. And so, I mean, they have become part of the uh, shall we say the machine that's doing something to everybody. It's all of us, and so Kennedy's gone independent, and I say good on him. We need more of that. We need a lot more of that. We need to break the system that's there. But what's really, really interesting is that uh, he's gaining traction in terms of popularity. This thing that he put out on Veterans Day about what he's going to do to to break the uh, military adventurist spirit for this idea that we're not empire builders. We're going to protect our country. But, you know, what's interesting to me is I talk to people and they, oh, yeah, he's just too much of an environmentalist and... and, uh, and he's always oh, he's, he's he's pro-abortion or whatever. And I let's just look at the abortion thing for just a second. Okay, uh, he he does say in the first trimester it's a woman's choice. Okay, I'm totally against that. Okay, so don't misunderstand what I'm going to say as a support of that kind of mentality. But are you pro-life or are you pro-death? And whether you kill the baby in the womb or you kill them. When we send them off to wars we shouldn't be in, 
after they're born and they get to be 18, 19, 20 years old, or we're killing people that we're launching rounds downrange against that we've never met before, and we, it's usually the collateral damage that builds or in the their next old age or everywhere else in the everywhere, whatever. God ordained I mean, process. Here's the deal: Are you pro-life or pro-death? I think that Bobby Kennedy is probably more pro-life than 95 percent of the lame-brain. Republicans that claim to be pro-life because they want to stop abortion, and, and they're not so strong about that anyway, by the way. But the point of the matter is, you know what? We ought, we need to. Bobby Kennedy needs to get smarter about this. There's no question about that. He needs to say, "Wait, wait, I was wrong," like he did about the borders. You know, he was totally. But, an but open here's the good guy. news about Bobby Kennedy: at least he has proven that he can admit that and go there, where many cannot ever admit that, no matter what, doctor. And that's part of the problem. Absolutely. I mean, I saw his switch get flipped, if you will, about the border. He went down and understood, and he said, no, we got we got to secure our borders. I was wrong. He said that. But, but there's a real man, seeker, seeker of the truth, and that's what we like about him, and that's why we're willing to give him credence, despite uh, some not-so-bright spots, right? Absolutely. And so I think that somebody, maybe, Sam, you can bring him on your radio station. We could interview him. It'd be, Man, that'd be cool. I'd like to make that a full two-hour segment. But at any rate, that, so, so this idea of he's too much an environmentalist. Okay, stop, pause, let's look at this. He's been fighting some really horrific environmental things. I mean, it's not just dirty rivers and stuff like that. The, the Hudson River and his, stuff, his work on that has been magnificent. But it's been pollution in our environment. It's been va- vaccinations that are destroying the next generation. And he has taken a stand on these things. Could we do fracking or some kind of extraction of, of uh, you know, our oil reserves uh, cleaner? I think we could. I think we could say, you know what? We can fully harvest the blessings of natural resources that God has given this land, and we could be more free and independent from all the other stuff. I think if Bobby Kennedy did a calibration on that and said, you know what? We've done this stuff way too dirty, way too long, and there's been a lot of bad effects that have happened to humanity and God's creations and all this kind of stuff. You know, I think we can get together and there can be a a new kind of view as how we can harvest and do it in a way that respects the environment and respects the stewardship God has given us over this land. I mean, well, and I that's think the there's interesting so many thing. things. They always find a way to exploit us. And so, you know what? I'm to some degree an environmentalist. I'm just not for government deciding and being in control and using that uh, as a uh, whipping post to force us all in line to go with some, go ahead and skip the break, go with some government agenda or government control. That's the Hegelian dialectic to always give government the only answer and only control. Um, I do believe God gave us this earth and I do believe he told us to be good stewards of it. So we have a responsibility here. Let's just not let the good point go wrong. That's the reality of this, doctor. Well, that's again, we find these these silo kind of mentalities, these bunkers that are set up and everybody's throwing hand grenades out of their bunker into somebody else's or intercontinental ballistic missiles or whatever. You think about the the nuclear kind of option on almost everything that we're trying to do nowadays. And and what needs to happen is to recognize that uh, we've got a pretty good thing here. God established this. Life's pretty good. And we got it. We the people have got to stop saying, "Oh, they're the bad guys." Where's no and and somehow, some way, 
we've got to say there's a there's a good approach to this and it isn't by doing the the marxist thing of contention of fractionalization and fragmenting until we finally have destroyed society and we I, wind um, up all alone because we can't agree with anybody on anything or anything no, we find true. of disagreement we become you know completely isolated and alone and we got to stop it rfkjr polling at such an incredible rate because he's willing to be candid with the american people on relevant issues doctor that's something else we got to really highlight i would love to to have discussions with him and have an honorable honest exchange and and honestly i think that he could really grow legs now again this is uh, this is not a stated plan but i know people have talked about it but but see you've got to get on ballots you've got to it's going to cost him i saw a thing the other day he's he's anticipating 15 million dollars is going to have to be expended in their effort to get enough signatures to get on enough states ballots to be able and to by potentially the way this is because of the election fraud that the Republicans and Democrats have put in place. They put all kinds of laws and regulations and a whole myriad of, of uh, ways to prevent people from being able to get this done. Unless you're a rich kid, you'd have no prayer on the earth or unless you've got a big name. And you know what? RFK has both to some degree. But my point is that just proves the election fraud we're talking about, right? Absolutely. See, here's the thing. With, with licensing laws, we have professional birth control, if you will. They said it's so difficult to get in and, you know, become a contractor or whatever that that the contractors that are there have kind of a, you know, a locked up market. The same thing has happened in our political world. And uh, the D's and the R's have said, oh, 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 baby, we're on all the ballots. Anybody else comes along, they're going to have to jump through, as Kennedy put it, $15 million hoop to try and get his name on the ballot. It costs a lot to gather signatures. And having been down that path... I have discovered that it's nearly impossible in many venues. Some states have made it. It is simply you cannot ever become a, another another voice on the ballot. But at any rate, if he joined the libertarian view, and he and them have a lot of similar views in so many ways, but they're on a lot of ballots already. He could probably save some money and immediately have a bigger footprint. We've mentioned this before on the radio, but... But, you know, hey, you know, I'm not a uh, what you would call somebody would pay a lot of money to to get political strategy from. But uh, I, th I think there's got to be some people thinking about some ways to work around this. Uh, you call it election fraud. You know, it's kind of subtle and it's behind the scenes and nobody's out there, you know, preventing somebody from voting or something like that. But in a way, they are. In a way, they are. I mean, I delivered a, a, a petition one time. Uh, for to get somebody on a ballot one time, and holy Hannah, you would have think you would have thought I had asked to make the devil my brother. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the, what it says Republican on, on RFK's website, just for kind of a reference point: We will end the forever wars, clean up government, increase wealth for all, and tell Americans the truth. Now, I love that. I don't know about we'll increase wealth for all unless you just say government gets out of the way. But I I find that fascinating of a, of a kind of a campaign slogan. See, people don't get to hear this because the government's just, you know, uh, in your face or difficult or whatever. Kennedy24.com if you want to learn more about it. But uh, interesting uh, phrasing from his website, Doctor. Well, you know, and and by the way, I wish there were time. I mean, I know we're fl time flies when you're having fun, 
but but the this wealth for all thing. I mean, people say, oh yeah, he's going to give everybody a, you know, a, a genuine. No, I didn't say that, and I pointed out the right way. I know you did. Right? I know you did. And that's what I would like to jump jump off on the the general welfare clause found in both the preamble and in Article One, Section Eight, Clause One, has nothing what to do with distribution of wealth. It has to do with good government. It has to do with with government that has is limited in its footprint, not a bigger footprint on the neck of the people. It's going to prevent uh, injustice about foreign uh, invasion, domestic uh, violence. It's going to allow the economy to not have false money like the Federal Reserve put into it. Yeah, we're talking about stability it, across the several states so that we can all count on something uh, that's stable, honoring contracts and stability in the marketplace. That's what we're talking about, right? That's what general welfare means. That's there's no intention of saying, "Oh no, 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 everybody's got to have a piece of the pie." No, government is going to make sure that it is truly a a level playing field. Government's preventing forced fraud and debauchery. And and you can go out, you could start a business, you could start a farm, you could get married, you could have a family, all of the things that we want to do in our lives. And and government was there, there to make sure that no, you know, El Guapo or El Chapo or whoever was going to be there to, to, to take, you know, your, your wealth from you. Uh, but the government's doing it now. That's the problem. See, the, what welfare is defined in, in Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary, is exemption from any unusual evil or calamity, the enjoyment of peace, prosperity, or the ordinary blessings of society and civil government. So good government, it has nothing to do with the dole, redistribution of the wealth, or anything like that. It, you know, it basically says to the people, uh, you're going to create a safe, stable, predictable society. You can confidently move forward as a business, a family, an individual. You have the freedom to succeed. And it's unlikely that something in the environment of society was going to dramatically change and destroy our peace, prosperity, and civil government. So it's it's a safe, stable, predictable society. And and so if if Bobby Kennedy could or somebody somebody starts to need need to start realizing that, let's go back to that general welfare clause and quit trying to redistribute wealth like we're all doing. So you said it right, Sam. But I thought it needed to be elucidated a little bit more clearly. That, I agree 100%. Uh, that there is right. Yeah. You could be prosperous, Sam. Do you know that? You don't have yeah, to pay 50%. Incredible. Well, here's El Guapo, the government. I, I'm, I'm using a movie theme, you know, but maybe a lot of people don't pick up. The average American pays 50% of their gross income to some level of government. Income tax, sales tax, property tax, gasoline tax, excise tax. I mean, we tax everything and our dogs, including dog licenses, people. So so that's where we've come. You know, everybody's paying way too much for that government footprint. Everybody wants to pull the government levers in their behalf, and we've got to stop doing that. And we got to quit sticking our nose in other people's business or crowd around the world. And you know what's really interesting is all of this stuff we do, the shock and awe wars and everything else like that we do. I wish there were time to talk about how this has been generational. But we create the next generation of warlords and war chiefs and, and all that kind of stuff by the survivors of the collateral damage that we create all around the world 
and some next generation's ticked off at us, and that's an undying, burning anger because of what we did to their little brother that got killed in the rubble or something. You know? Well, and a lot of that would die out, but then what we do is we train, we fund, we arm, and just ensure the next generation has the ability as well. We created ISIS. We created Mao Zedong's Chinese monolith over there. We, we allowed Russia to survive the 1930s and 40s. We have been the greatest advocates for our best enemies all along the line. And, and we were doing, I mean, the, the ISIS thing is one of the most relevant and recent things that we had where we, we encouraged them, we armed them, we trained them, we funded them, and then they got too big for their britches and we had to say, we're going to take them to task and, oh, we need a bigger invasion. And so we've still got troops in Syria in harm's way and in Iraq. I mean, holy cow. And, and nobody seems to connect the dots. And... I, I remember just uh, this is stupid, but I, I a Native American history to me is is a fascinating, uh, kind of a microcosm of of study of some of the things that's happened and over the years. But but back in 1849, uh, there was a an order that went out that the there was going to be an attack made on a what they call a Timpanogos group. It was a band of of Native Americans, and so a, a band of of, of white people went out and attacked a peaceful village and killed a whole bunch of people. And one little boy survived, okay? He grew up, this was 1849, he grew up to be the war chief that led the Black Hawk War in Utah from 1865 to 1872 because he had a burning anger against what had been done against his people in 1849. I mean, do you see how this thing works? You build the Osama bin Ladens, of the world because of what we keep doing to their people. And um, sometimes we get blowback, and it's getting easier and easier to get blowback. The oceans aren't as big. You can go across them nowadays a little bit easier than in a wooden ship. And so people are finding ways to... We get illegals coming through the southern border that are allowed to be sleeper cells until somebody says, hey, guys, it's time. Go do what we sent you there for, whatever it is. So it's, this idea, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to loop it back to Bobby Kennedy again. His idea about stopping the military-industrial complex thing, stopping these foreign wars, closing most of our bases all over the world. Holy cow, what a breath of fresh air. That's a, that's a thought that maybe we ought to start giving some consideration to. And uh, maybe maybe there's some hope for humanity and returning to God's original plan instead of being at each other's throats all the time for crying out loud. You know, you got that right. Now, Bobby Kennedy was wanting secret service and feeling like he comes from a famous family. Members of his family were literally assassinated and murdered. And so he said, I need secret service. The government denied him secret service protection, which I think is a disgrace. He's got a petition on his website, Kennedy24.com, for you to go ahead and sign and push for this. But listen to this headline from the mainstream press. Secret Service agents protecting Naomi Biden, who happens to be a granddaughter of Joe. I guess they opened fire, the Secret Service did, after three people tried to break into SUV. Now, people have literally been attacking Kennedy, trying to get into his house and all kinds of stuff. Uh, This is serious, doctor. And 
you know, the debate really becomes when should people get Secret Service protection? That's a whole nother discussion. But I find that interesting. They deny it to Bobby Kennedy with the family uh, name and track record and everything else. And he's running for president. And then they give it to Joe Biden's granddaughter. And they just took action and, and opened fired on people right now. It's relevant. It's a news story that just got released this morning. Yeah, they got armed support and, and guards and everything like that in their world. But Bobby Kennedy's house has been invaded three times while he yes. was there. They've had right. intruders. And and, and uh, the Biden administration, I mean, here, his dad was killed. I remember very well the day he was shot. He died the next morning, actually. So anyway, uh, that was real time, my life, you know. His, his, his uncle, the president, real time in my life, too. Uh, the day he was killed. I mean, and and I honestly think there's a lot more to the story than we've ever been told by the Warren Commission. But, you know, on the Alan Dulles uh, cover-up that, uh, anyway, it, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. There is a track record, as you say. Kennedy's home has been invaded three times when he's been in it. He's got his own hired security. But it, they're trying to, as, as he pointed, pointed out in his uh, Tucker Carlson interview they're trying to bleed him white by That's the way that was a great different... interview too by the way it was it was but he's saying yeah the 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 uh, bidens want to bleed him white the D- dnc actually wants to bleed him white they want to get him so he can't even take a gasp of air his head's going to be so far underwater but so far there's there has been an amazing amount of traction he's intelligent he's articulate he's he's uh, resonating with the people he's shaking hands yeah, it's they a, say with a, a, he's got about a 25%, believe it or not, um, voter ra- rating or whatever you want to say right now, way above everybody else except for Donald. It's true. And and here's what's interesting. the, uh, the There's been some polls done lately that show with the rising generation, you know, the younger voters, he's way above any of the other ones. Now, I don't know how you can, you can temper and direct – uh, you know, different kinds of surveys. And so, you know, you have to kind of look at all the analysis of that, which most people are not willing to do. And and I haven't at this point with his younger voters. But, uh, but the fact of the matter is, there's people out there that are paying attention. I wish that he would come on your radio station. We could have an open dialogue with him. I think that there's more, shall we say, common ground, you know, like his pro-life thing is, or his pro-death thing. I think he's more pro-life than 95% of the pro-life Republicans because he doesn't want to kill people once they get born. I agree. Can you imagine? (laughs) Well, and he's proven that he can pivot. He's proven that he has an open heart and an open mind and he can listen and learn. So if we pray for him and work with him, just imagine uh, what could happen, ladies and gentlemen. I've tried to get hold of RFK JR. It's hard. I'll keep trying and see if I can't ratchet up the effort and see if I can't get it done, though. Amen to Dr. Scott Bradley. We ought to have a two-hour. I'll get rid of all the breaks I can, and we'll just have an open discussion. It would be incredible. We'll work on that. Thanks for being alongside with the ride. Thank you, Dr. Scott Bradley. To get to be uh, on Dr. Scott Bradley's webinars, go to freedomsrisingsun.com. God save the republic.